Now podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, and today I have episode 189, and we're going to be talking about reflex inhibition as it relates to quadriceps shutdown and knee injuries. We'll be talking about the causes of quad shutdown by reflex inhibition. We'll be talking about the importance of recognizing what causes it. We'll be going over some of the pointers on how to treat it. We'll be talking about what it actually is and so much more. But before we get started, I'd like to just take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable, and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better faster. So if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit EasySlant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first EasySlant. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. So you know how important it is as a medical provider to experience sometimes what the patient may go through when you are offering treatment to them or, you know, uh, you know, some of the, as you discuss how you would address certain problems. And it makes you a little more empathetic as a provider when you've gone through some of these things. Now, I have never given a patient an exercise or done a modality on them that I have never done on myself. Okay. So I always test it on myself first. It doesn't matter if it's blood flow restriction therapy, dry needling. I've had all this stuff done to myself just so I know what it feels like and I can experience it and explain it better. Okay. But obviously there are things like having a stroke or other types of injuries that maybe you've never experienced before. Um, But one thing I can tell you is that I know about reflex inhibition. About 15 years ago, I tore my meniscus and it was a really, really impressive uh, injury. I was building a snowman with my son and uh, slipped and tore my medial meniscus. So not so impressive. Uh, So I don't tell that story to too many people. But I did tear my meniscus. I had pain. I had swelling. And as a result, uh, I developed quadriceps shutdown quite quickly, even though I tried to kind of beat it by trying to strengthen a little bit, but it just continued to be persistent. Well, over time, I was able to get better. I had less pain. I had less swelling. Then I was able to get stronger, but I still had this obvious clunk in my knee and I was very concerned about that. Uh, Every time I squatted, it would clunk and make noise. And so I had an MRI and it was a very large tear. So we had, I had surgery, I had an arthroscopic surgery. And when I came out from surgery, immediately developed quad shutdown and reflex inhibition. Okay. So I have a real good feel for what that is like. And it's really made my treatment of patients a little more precise and I can explain it a little bit better now so that they can understand why that leg feels like it's giving out or it's just not very strong or they have a hard time going downstairs. Um, So first of all, what is reflex inhibition when it relates to the knee? Now this can happen in other joints, but it's really most impressive um, when the quadricep, you know, basically shuts down when you have a knee problem. So I'm not going to get really super technical about this because really it's simple. If you can identify it, you can treat it. 
And um, it, there's not a lot of technicality that comes along with this. So basically, you have something going on in the knee. And I'm going to talk about those individual some things in just a little bit. Um, so something is wrong with the knee. The brain identifies that and says, hey, there's something going on here. Um, why don't we shut that quad, that powerful quad muscle down um, so it just doesn't continue to push through this painful issue or cause more swelling or whatever it might be. So it just naturally shuts down. If you don't use that quad, obviously it's going to atrophy and you're going to have some issues there. So let's talk about the causes of um, reflex inhibition. So the first one is the obvious one, pain. Okay, especially patellofemoral type discomfort or anything that is affecting the synovium around the knee. You need to remember that synovium is very highly innervated and can become very inflamed and very, very painful. And so, um, you know, just imagine you have, uh, let's say, a medial meniscus anterior horn that is torn and you extend the knee. And every time you do extend the knee, it causes pain. The quad muscle shuts down. I, I've heard all kinds of stories about like, I get this sharp jab and all of a sudden my leg gives out. Um, and so it doesn't necessarily need to be a frank ligament instability, um, but it can just be quadriceps shutdown because of the pain. Okay, so when I ask people about that buckling sensation or that weakness sensation, I kind of do a little demo. So I'll walk across the floor and I'll make it look like my knee is dropping into flexion. So it's my knee is hyper flexing and it kind of gives out from under me. And then I also in slow motion demonstrate my knee buckling inward and then coming back out. And I say, which one of those does it feel like? And if it's the first one where the knee goes into flexion and doesn't hold you up very well, that's more common with reflex inhibition. Okay, if it buckles out medially, it could be an MCL or ACL. And typically, they don't buckle in that direction when you have a painful episode. So um, I ask that question when they have discomfort. So pain can be one cause of quad shutdown. And we're going to be talking about things that are directly related to the knee. We're not going to talk about herniated discs and things like that um, or other uh, upper motor neuron lesion issues. The next one here is, is another big one, okay, and it's effusion in the knee. Now, why effusion or swelling, intra-articular swelling versus extra-articular swelling, okay? Well, it comes down to this. When that capsule around your knee distends or gets larger... Um, you, it sends off this neural message to your brain. Your brain says shut down the quad and it automatically happens. That's why when people have swelling, they don't really realize they're, they're actually getting weaker and developing atrophy. And you point it out and say, well, look at how much smaller this leg is compared to the other. And they've had swelling for like three weeks. Um, it's impressive sometimes. And so it's very important that you learn how to perform the brush test. Okay, the brush test can tell you if a patient has intra-articular effusion and distension of the capsule. Okay, if you have that, you need to know that the patient will be having quadriceps shutdown. Very few people can maintain quad strength with effusion in the knee. Now, if the swelling is extra-articular, okay, let's say uh, an MCL, LCL, or some or patella tendon. Um, the quad can relative, stay relatively strong uh, and not lose that strength and doesn't become as atrophied as much as uh, somebody who has intra-articular effusion. 
Okay, so that's important. So you need to be cautious. When people are starting to feel a little bit better, maybe they've had surgery, a meniscectomy or something like that, and they're feeling better, they're feeling stronger, the time frame is pretty good, but there's still a little bit of effusion there. If you're going to let that athlete go back out onto the field or um, an employee who may uh, work you know, with a high-speed twisting type activity or something like that, they could re-injure themselves, okay? So I'm always a little more caution when returning people to sports and high-speed activity if they have effusion in the knee. So something to remember, um, and it's important that you identify this through the brush test. If you don't know how to perform the brush test, it's very simple, but takes a little bit of practice. Um, just look in the show notes. I'll have a video there for you um, on somebody who actually has effusion in the knee. Now, the third thing, which in the literature most often talks about immobilization. So uh, this happened recently, a patient uh, tore his ACL and uh, medial meniscus and was in an immobilizer for three weeks before coming to see me. And as a result, had significant quadricep atrophy and like severe quad shutdown, just could not activate the quad whatsoever just by being in the immobilizer plus having some pain and some um, some swelling in the knee. So if, but, but here I also would say the third one would be some instability in the knee. So we know that people who have significant patella instability or they might have torn their ACL and that feels like the knee buckles, um, that quad will shut down as a result of that instability. And that I've seen just through experience. Um, and so they may not have a lot of discomfort, but they just have this sense of like the leg being wobbly. And so the quad just doesn't fire very well. And so um, you need to expect atrophy and reflex inhibition when somebody has been immobilized for a long time. So that's just kind of a given. If, if they're immobilized for more than 72 hours, you should be expecting that kind of shutdown. So how do you treat this? You know, what do you do to, to decrease these causes of the reflex inhibition? Well, you know, obviously you want to reactivate the quadriceps, right? But what you do not want to do is activate it and cause more pain or swelling uh, or activities that cause more instability. Okay, so use the tools that are available to you. So if you want to decrease pain, you know, maybe uh, interferential current, maybe ice. Some people like to do dry needling. Um, you know, medications like a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory can help decrease the inflammation, which decreases the pain indirectly and also decreases the swelling indirectly. And, um, you know, if there is a lot of effusion in that knee, uh, maybe an aspiration, okay, and getting some of that fluid out of there. I don't know how many people have talked to who have had these like huge knees full of swelling and they can't turn that quad on. They go see their orthopedic surgeon um, and they, you know, aspirate that knee. They come back. It looks like a knee and not like a log anymore. And uh, all of a sudden they're turning that quad on. They're able to do a straight leg raise without an extensor lag. And they tell you before you even ask, I just feel so much more stable on my leg when I walk on it. Okay. So that is um, another way you can help, you know, treat these people. I like to use compression. I like to use compression sleeves and elevation, okay, because those are the two best ways to get rid of swelling. Ice does not get rid of swelling. Ice is a pain reliever. But if you did something like cryotherapy or cryocompression, um, that is a perfectly legitimate way to get rid of some of those causation factors, okay? And then ultimately, you want to regain motion, right? Because with all of this 
you know, swelling and pain and immobilization. Um, they're not moving very well. They're not turning that quad on. So I make it a point to work in the ranges that don't really re-aggravate the knee and doesn't cause too much pain or swelling. Okay. So back to that example I had earlier of somebody who may have, let's say, uh, an anterior medial meniscus um repair, you know, anterior horn repair, and you, let's say you hyperextend them, that's obviously going to pinch that horn and cause them a lot of pain, but you could also inflame that and cause more swelling, and that's just going to set you back, okay, so avoid those last five degrees of extension, Um, you just want to keep that leg, I always tell people this, okay, to treat knees, Try to strengthen the quads, the hamstrings, the glutes, the calves without agitating the knee. It's so very easy to irritate the synovium, cause more inflammation, swelling, and pain, and it shuts everything down, okay? So work with isometrics. If you can't strengthen the quad because weight is an issue, go to blood flow restriction training, okay? You can do very low weight, sometimes no weight, and get hypertrophy and get some strength gains. And I've done this with people who have had retropatellochondral lesions and and surgery uh, at the knee, and they just cannot stand to you know, work hard enough to build their strength. So we use blood flow restriction training and with excellent results. So that is another way to, you know, gain some strength. But use the tools that you have to decrease pain, decrease swelling, and improve stability. If the kneecap is unstable, use some sort of a patella stabilizing brace. Maybe it's leukotaping where you hold that kneecap in a better position. And it's amazing. Patients will say, not only do I feel more stable, but I feel stronger Oh, and I don't have as much pain either. Um, So use those tools to decrease pain, swelling, and uh, inflammation. Keep it stable. Get them stronger. And then slowly work on building the strength back up and then get back into sports-specific activity or work activity. Okay? Really, where I'm from, um, sports medicine is a small part of what we do. We see more... Uh, you know, people who are employed doing construction work and and, uh, working in the woods and doing a lot of physical labor. So, um, you know, it's not just about athletics here. It's about everybody. Um, So, folks, I hope you enjoyed today's show about reflex inhibition. Uh, Keep it simple, okay? If you see it, um, try to manage it so that you can better treat the patient. And, um, you know, do any of these uh, treatments that you can to uh, help them along. And when you explain it to them, it's much easier for them to understand that, yeah, when this swelling goes down and this pain settles down, I will be able to become stronger. Um, So, folks, if you have any questions, send them over to me. I'll have the link in the show notes to uh, get to my email. Uh, So any questions you want for the show, I'd like to throw them on. If you haven't done this, um, please go over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave us a rating and review. We'd love to, um, you know, good or bad, love to help make this show better for you. Um, I can't believe we are uh, getting closer here to episode 200. And uh, so we are going to keep offering content and I might even review some of the old stuff that we've done um, like we did with today's show only because uh, it's been a while and for all of you new listeners uh, we have new information for you so um, hope you enjoy that so folks uh, I hope you have a great day and take care we hope you've enjoyed the show for some more awesome content go to orthoevalpal.com can't wait to see you there 